Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to What the Hail, brought to you by SB Nation and Broomley Cowbell Tolls, which is your best source for information and internet fun regarding Mississippi State Athletics. Welcome to What the Hail, emphasis on ale, not hell, because this is a family site, and we wouldn't say hail. How are you guys doing? And I missed you guys last week. We had some severe technical difficulties that stopped us, uh, but the good news is, is we're back, and we're with SB Nation now, uh, and I encourage you guys to listen to it more. We got so many more uh, uh, new segments coming and so many more shows and uh, and series and and so much going on and uh, and let's just be honest here that the technical difficulties was probably a blessing I, I probably would have lost my job if I would have got on air and, and recorded a podcast after I watched them lose to Kansas State I, I probably was having a bigger meltdown than I should have and, and now that I've stopped and taken back we're going to discuss that what happened the repercussions of the Kansas State game and we're going to talk about what we got going in uh, after this Kentucky game and where we're headed going into Auburn and what does that Auburn game mean and we're going to start breaking that down and, and first and foremost don't throw this season away in, in any sense of the word uh, Kansas State uh, has a great coach uh, a pretty good team we shouldn't have lost, and we lost because of poor coaching. I don't believe that we were out-talented on the field. I feel like we were out-coached. Uh, but, but we've seen a lot going on with uh, our freshmen and uh, the future of this program under Joe Moorhead, and, and we're going to get into that in a minute. Uh, but but how do we regroup after this win? And, and, and that's what I really want to talk about is the Kentucky week uh, because we are so far removed, it seems like, from the Kansas State game. Uh, but th- this was a good win for Mississippi State, but it wasn't a great win. Every, every win, and, and I've preached on this, you know, one point, 20 points, is a win, and that's all that matters. But let's look at Kentucky for what they were. They had a banged-up, backup, mediocre quarterback, and Kentucky had plenty of opportunities to get in or even to tie or win this game, and they missed them and they didn't take them. I mean, we were very sloppy. Uh, it was uh, a very good defensive performance to start off the game. Uh, you know, the pick six and the energy level that was played uh, in the first half. But again, this defense hasn't been able to finish. And that's something that you don't want to see, you know, going into uh, any kind of SEC action against any team. Uh, but regardless, we got the heart of our schedule coming up with LSU uh, and Auburn, Texas A&M, Alabama, all that coming up. You can't, you can't play two quarters of, of, of great football. You got to play, you know, five quarters, not even four. You have to play from the start of the game all the way until – you don't even know how long. I mean, we've seen games go to seven overtimes before. I mean, you can't be able to to just come in here and, and expect uh, to play a half of football and win against any SEC team. And, and that's one of the biggest takeaways that I took from Kentucky. We played great in the first half. The second half, we came out very flat. And I don't know if that was because Kentucky adjusted so well, but I don't really give it to Mark Stoops being that great of a coach to say that he adjusted and just completely shut us down. Um but again, the state played well. Uh, the defense played well. Uh, most importantly, the legend of Garrett Schrader continues to grow, uh, and his beard uh, continues to grow as well. Uh, I really like Garrett, uh, and there's a lot of things that, that I think he can definitely improve on, but him being a freshman and coming in here and looking as poised as he is, uh, his ability to break tackles, to get rid of sacks, uh, 
to keep his eyes downfield, go through his progressions. He's very mature on the way that he plays on the field. And, and the thing is, is he's going to get better. I, I've sung his praises from the very beginning, uh, ever since I saw that throw that, that wasn't ca- caught by uh, Osiris Mitchell. But the guy's going to play on Sundays. He's, he is going to be an NFL quarterback, and, and I believe that with my full heart. Uh, Tommy Stevens, um, I think, you know, love the guy. I think he – Potentially brought in a lot of excitement, but I, I think his career at Mississippi State is probably over if he gets healthy. I, I think that it's Garrett Schrader's job to lose. Uh, the fan base loves him. Coach Moorhead loves him. Uh, the offense has played well under him. Uh, I, I really do. I, I think that Garrett Schrader is the future and is the now at Mississippi State. Um, and, you know, and I, and I think he gives us the best chance to win, which. I think it's going to be the most important thing because, like I said, we, we won last week with Garrett Schrader in his first start. Uh, but Garrett Schrader and Joe Moorhead still need a signature win this season for this season to be thought uh, in any regards to Mississippi State with that loss and the first two ugly games that we had. Uh, but he has a chance next week uh, at Auburn. And, and I think that's a great opportunity to do it. I think Auburn is always, uh, probably needs to be ranked anywhere from 17 to 22, uh, in the polls. Uh, and they're always ranked 7, 8, and 9. And, uh, I'm not afraid of Gus Malzahn. Uh, not even a little bit. I think he's probably down there with, uh, Stoops and Derek Mason for the worst coaches in the SEC. Uh, and, and really, I'm only a little afraid of Bo Nix, um, but I'm a lot afraid of that defense, and I'm terrified of Jordan Hare. Uh, Jordan Hare is one of the greatest environments in the SEC, uh, right under Mississippi State. Jordan Hare, uh, you know, no matter the time, no matter the game, especially at 6 o'clock for a night game, uh, SEC uh is going to be into. I mean, it's just it, it is incredible. The stadium shakes. Uh, it, it is a great experience, and, and it's definitely one that I suggest. And they're super uh, great uh, fans to interact with. They're super kind of Mississippi State fans when I've been down there. Uh, but really, but really, what I wanted to focus on was that defense, and, and that defense is one of the best defensive fronts in the entire country. Uh, I mean, they have shut down. Uh, anybody and everybody, and they have for years. Um, and Colin Hill is going to have to be huge if they want to win this football game, and, and that's just the truth. Uh, if Colin Hill can run for over 120, uh, it's going to it's going to make the biggest difference in this game. If he can't get over the football, which I don't think he he's going to have any problem trying. The dude's an NFL back, but we have to run the ball so that we can pass the ball. And I'll get into that more in a minute, but. But really, I, I think what helps us with this Auburn game is is that we play Auburn well, uh, and we always have, and, and I think that we always will. We match up very well. Uh, what comes to mind, and especially in Jordan Hare, is uh, the Ralph at the goal line, which, by the way, he was definitely in. And, and Uzoma had that last-minute catch with 10 seconds left in 2013, and, and, and they didn't end up going our way. And, and I know that State fans are going to say, why is he bringing this up? But I, but I want to say this. We've always played Auburn well. It always comes down to the last play. Uh, and we didn't win those, but that's kind of how football works. Uh, eventually something bends and, and something breaks. And, and I really think that sooner or later the football gods are going to look down on us and we're going to get a big road victory in the SEC. Um, and th- this is a win that could cement to a successful year and establish faith in Joe Moorhead. And I think Joe Moorhead knows that. And I think he knows that when he beat Kentucky. And I think that's why we finally saw some emotion from Joe Moorhead is he knew uh, what that game was and that it was kind of a – make-or-break moment for him. He had 75% of that stadium full. Um, 
he knew that that if he didn't win that game, that the next time he played at home, he wouldn't have uh, anywhere close to fifty percent of that stadium full. Uh, and he and he knows that he was kind of almost in a sense for the fans' mind perspective. And I'm not saying this from John uh, John Cohen's perspective, but from a fan's mindset, he was coaching for his his career for uh, Mississippi State. Uh, and I think that's part of why he, you know, continuously, uh, whether it was the post-game interview, uh, whether it was what we saw in the locker room uh, from Hill State Productions, he, he continued to say, I love this university, I love Mississippi State. And I think that that is because he knew he was coaching for his job and he knew that that he needed to love this university to win this game. And I think that's going to be kind of important. But I also want to say that he could lose all the faith that he built up in this one win by losing at UT in a couple of weeks. And I'm just saying that, that he can beat Auburn and he can beat them. But if he goes uh, on the road to Tennessee and loses that game, then then you're going to look at an unprecedented amount of hate and disdain for Joe Moorhead. And that's kind of what this fan base has become. It's become a very up-and-down fan base, which is really hard and sad to see. Um Because it's one thing to feel it, but it's another thing to express your outward hate. Um but I understand, you know, this program went to unprecedented heights and these fans are starting to expect more. Uh, you know, I've talked about it before. It just It's just got to get to a point where you have to be patient. Uh, and realize that we are uh, Mississippi State and, and that we are not looked at as a top brand in the SEC. And, and that it will probably always be that way when you're competing with Alabama, Auburn, and uh, LSU, and so on and so forth, Florida, uh, etc., um, and I think that we could always be a South Carolina. I think that we could always be, you know, a Texas A&M. They're not huge brands. They're not. But they continue to, get to you know, have those years where they compete, uh, where they can compete for the West, where they can compete for the East, and uh, continue to be a great program. But anyway, let's, let's go into the actual game. We've talked about kind of the ha- hype outside of the game and, and where we are. Uh, these, are, these to me, are the keys uh, to the game, and, and that's going to be to run the ball so that we can pass the ball. Uh, and I don't know whether that means that we run with Schrader or that means what we run with Colin Hill, uh, but there's got to be a run game in order to open up some passing lanes because Garrett Schrader has proved that he can do it. He can throw it deep. He can throw it, uh, you know, in between the numbers, outside the numbers. He can do it. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing, that you can't pass the ball uh, 30 times in this game. I think you definitely have to use the play-action pass. Uh, you got to run the ball a lot, wear down that, that offense, uh, wear down that defensive line, rather, and, and, and then you'll get there. Uh, you know, you'll get to the point where you'll be able to throw the ball and, and do everything that you need to do uh, with that. But but in that being said, I know that for a fact that Garrett Trader needs to use his feet more. Uh, and I don't mean, you know, picking up those random scrambles and stuff. That's great. But there needs to be uh, some design running plays uh, with, with him. And I, I really think the option game, uh, a couple of quarterback draws and everything, it just keeps the defense honest. You know, that means when he scrambles, they're more likely to come up and play him. Uh, and you'll be able to throw the ball deep, uh, find a busted coverage, uh, lose a route. I, I really think it's going to be important for this game plan, especially with the great defensive front, that they do a lot to get the ball on the outside. Uh, quick pay, quick passing plays. Um Move the pocket, roll Garrett Schrader, uh, and, and that's going to be very important to keep this defense uh, and this offensive line, uh, every, everybody playing well. Uh, for our defense, they definitely have to play bend but don't break. You know, I'm not going to expect this defense to wake up overnight and have flashbacks to uh, last season uh, and what we saw from that defense. But 
they're definitely going to have to, you know, figure it out and 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 t- t- at least toughen up in the red zone. I, I think that's the biggest thing that you can let them march down the field. Who cares if you get up six hundred yards? But you got to force them to give up uh, to you know take some field goals and um, really fight to get in the end zone. And and if they keep Auburn under twenty points, I, I see Mississippi State having a, a great opportunity uh, to win this football game. But you got to keep them under twenty points. Uh, I, I don't see this team, uh, this Mississippi State team. Uh, getting in a shootout with anybody and it being successful uh the offense is not as explosive it's more methodical uh you know 24 points play great defense if they could get the defensive side of the ball this thing would be fantastic i mean and i don't know uh, they they take eight minutes uh a drive it seems like for the offense it's it's great if you had if, if we compare this offense with what we had last year on defense this team would be incredible i'm talking 10 win season incredible uh, and I think that's going to be the biggest thing going down the road, especially in this game. Is that defense going to tighten up to at least start holding the amount of points that are being scored? You know, don't give up anything huge. Don't do anything to break the back. You know, just let them get five or six yards at a time. Get them to the end zone and 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 stop them. Don't give up any big plays. Don't don't allow anything to to go overhead and, and don't let anything get in the end zone. And that's going to be the biggest thing. Uh, and, and really, it's going to be to, to force Bo Nix to make a play. Uh, Bo Nix is a true freshman. Uh, he's played great, but but even though he had a great play against Oregon, he still played very much like a true freshman. To me, he's not any level of incredible that that Mississippi State can't play against. Um, they've played Tua well. They've played Jalen Hurts well. I, I'm not too worried about them. You know getting torched by Bo Nix. I don't think he's some absolutely incredible player. I, I think he's a good quarterback, and he's a different quarterback than they've seen at Auburn in a long time. So just like we all freaked out when we saw Tommy Stevens, I think they're freaking out over Bo Nix because he's not, you know, Nick Marshall or anybody like that. Uh, but I don't see him just being uh, a phenomenal difference maker and definitely not being just some, you know, play wrecker or anything like that. Uh, At this time, we're going to take a short break and listen to a message from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. And we are back. Thank you guys uh, for listening to that. And don't forget to like and subscribe uh, to this on any of the platforms you may be listening on. And give us a view and a click over at ForWhomTheCowbellTolls.com for everything else you might need for Mississippi State Athletics. So, like we were talking about before, we're, we're looking for a big win and a big signature win. This is what this win would mean and, and, and what I believe this win would mean for this Mississippi State team. And, and first and foremost, it would show that this team can play on the road. Uh, under Joe Moorhead, they have not played well on the road. It doesn't matter who they've played. It doesn't matter where they've gone, how far they've gone. They have not played well on the road. And I, and I think that that is going to be the biggest thing. The only time that I've seen this team play well on the road under Joe Moorhead in his first season and a half was against Ole Miss. Uh, and I think even further than that, it's going to show that Joe Moorhead can coach. And, and I mean that in a very respectful way. Um, 
But we know that Joe Moorhead is a recruiter, and, and, and that's great. That's fantastic because that's what college football is now, uh, that, that it's, it's about recruiting and it's about, you know, getting the best players, and, and they kind of cover your tail for bad coaches. You look over at, at Coach Orgeron. He's one of the worst coaches in the SEC, maybe one of the worst coaches in a Power 5 job in the country. And uh, he's showing you that, that if you recruit, you can win football games. I mean, if you can win 66-33 to 33 over Vanderbilt, that's not a great win, but you put up 66 points because you can recruit the hell out of some players. Uh, and and that's just kind of how it is. And, and if Joe Moorhead can do that, that'll be okay because you win football games that way. I mean, there's a lot of times where where you look around and, and you see uh, Nick Saban making some terrible calls, but it's covered by the fact that he's got great players. And, and that's just the truth. Be content with that. It, it, it'll come. And, and I think he showed emotion last week, and I think he knows kind of how the fan base feels about him. He obviously knows. He, he's very active on social media. And uh, does a great job at, at – resp- he even responds and, and DMs fans, uh, you know, and, and talks about kind of what he saw and why he made calls that he did. And, and that's definitely different for a college football coach, but he pays attention, and, and it means a lot to him. And what people think about him means a lot to him. And, and I think that, you know, part of him showing emotion might have been what he saw on social media. And, and I think that's great that he's adjusting himself and, and giving the fans what they want. Uh, they, these fans want wins, and I think he's going to deliver that. Uh, he's getting there uh, in time. Uh, and I think in the next couple of years, especially with Garrett Schrader under center, this team's going to be great. Uh, if they can get this defense, together and and maybe look at changing defensive coordinators under Bob Shoup. The tackling has been horrible uh, this season. That's been the biggest takeaway. And really, it was pretty bad last season. Uh, the defensive line uh, covered up a whole – like I said, the talent covered up the coaching. Uh, when you have three first-rounders, Bob Shoup didn't have to do a whole lot. Uh, he really didn't. Uh, you look at a young team now. You start to look at just X's and O's, and the defense doesn't look too great. So when are we going to get some talent in there to make this defense worth something? And, and we'll find that out, too. Uh, but for now, we're going to look around college football, and we're going to look at really what I think are probably the top five games and what's kind of a lesser week of college football. Uh, you got a couple of teams on a bye week uh, and a couple of other teams playing some cupcake teams. But you look at the first game, I think it's Navy and Memphis. Um Memphis has played uh, incredible well this season. Navy has kind of been their kryptonite, but I think Memphis playing at home gets this win. This Memphis team is, uh, has already beat Ole Miss, uh, which I think is a better team than a lot of people say. I'm not going to say they're a great team, but they had a, a really good win against Ole Miss at home. They played well at home. I think they're going to have a big crowd uh, against Navy. That's kind of one of their new uh, rivals and, and one of the teams that, that, like I said, had their number. I think it's going to be a big win for the Memphis program, and they're going to keep moving forward uh, with that. And then you got USC at Washington. That's uh, two ranked teams back. Out. I'm not very high on Washington. They're playing uh, in Washington, but I think USC's got a little momentum after a big win over Utah, uh, and Trisk has played well over there. Uh, I think they're going to pull off a win, and USC gets the upset win in Washington. Uh, Kansas State and OK State. So, like I said, I'm, I'm really high on this Kansas State team. Uh, I really like what they, what they got going on down there. I think they hired a phenomenal coach uh, who's probably going to be in Manhattan for a long time. Uh, He's got one of the hardest jobs to follow up. Uh, excuse me, uh, Bill Snyder and uh, and that team, and um, I think he's going to do a lot of great things at Kansas State. I think he's going to get a big signature win uh, on the road uh, at Oklahoma State, and that's going to be one of his another big win. Uh, and that program going to continue to roll and get momentum. 
Uh, next up, you got Washington State going uh, to play Utah. Utah is ranked number 19 after the loss to uh, USC. A lot of people were high on Utah. They had a couple big wins. Um, I think you, uh, Washington State and, and Mike Leach uh, look to avenge their loss last week, uh, and they're going to get in there, and they're going to make a good play uh, at the end. You know, another 10-touchdown performance from their quarterback, and, and they're going to beat Utah there at the very end in a 56-49 affair. Next up is the upset of the week. And I don't know how much you'd call this an upset because Georgia Tech uh, has lost quite a few games that they shouldn't have already this season. But uh, Georgia Tech is going to head up north and play Temple. uh, And they're going to play Temple at home, like I said. And um, I think Temple beats Georgia Tech. And I think they beat them uh, soundly and uh, quite well. and it's going to be kind of a, another horrible loss for the Georgia Tech program that looks like it had some promise heading into the season. And last but not least, Auburn and Mississippi State at Jordan-Hare, 6 o'clock. Uh, one of the biggest games for uh, Joe Moorhead and the Joe Moorhead era. Um, what what we're going to see in this game is, is uh, you know, low scoring, time of possession, uh, just kind of a fist fight, uh, and I think that that Auburn really has the edge being being at home, um, coming off a big win on the road against Texas A&M. Uh, but they kind of they kind of gave that game away late, um, almost lost the game, um, and I think that Mississippi State has momentum. Auburn, uh, you know, probably a little overconfident right now. I think if Mississippi State can do this, I think if Mississippi State can get the ball outside. Uh, Outside the tackles, run the ball well on some toss plays, uh, roll the pocket, uh, do some play-action passes. As long as the offense is well, I, I'm confident the defense can make enough stops uh, to win this football game, and, that, and that's the truth. Uh, as far as defense, you know, they, they really got to cover the edges. Auburn spreads out everybody, plays fast. Um, I like Mississippi State chances. Like I said, they've played a lot of close games against Auburn in the, in the future, uh, and, I mean, in the past, and... I truly think that Mississippi State's going to come away with a victory, 24-20, to uh, and get the biggest win under the Joe Moorhead regime uh, to date. And I think that the momentum is going to roll uh, all the way to the LSU game uh, at home, and that will make for a game that you want to circle on your calendars and tune into. And that's kind of where I think we're at. Um, as a team, You know, I think we're in a great place. Uh, I think we got a – a great season ahead of us still, uh, and I, I think we lost to a really great Kansas State team, and and I'm ready to see what this team can do uh, and push eight or nine wins going in to the season, and, and we'll play in a great bowl game, and, and it'll be a great building block for the future, and I think that's the biggest thing, that if you can have a building block for the future, be an eight-win, nine-win season, that is fantastic, guys. Because that's just the base. That's just the beginning. And we still have at least three more years of Garrett Schrader. Keep that in mind, guys. The beard will be wear number six uh, for Mississippi State for the next couple of years. And and he'll be playing under center. The future is very bright. Joe Moorhead continues to recruit at an elite level. Um, And this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. He's he is an upset win away over one of those uh, traditionally powerful SEC teams, and you guys forget all about what happened at the start of this season. If he goes on and, and beats Auburn or gets on whatever, then you guys are going to love the hell out of Joe Moorhead. 
I mean, I'm going to see it all over the message boards. Joe Moorhead this, Joe Moorhead that. What a great performance. What a gutsy performance. I love Joe Moorhead. More cowbell. Whatever. You guys can't just look at one game and say that he's not the coach for the future. You can't look at one game and say that this this season is not what I want it to be. Alabama lost a game early in the season to a game that you know against Johnny Manziel and Texas A&M and, and went on to win the national championship one game. One game does not define your season at all. Um, I don't think anybody expected Mississippi State to win a national championship this season anyway. So one loss is just one loss that you know they might have lost one they they that you might not expect it, but they're probably going to win one that you didn't expect either because that's just what Mississippi State's done uh, over the last couple of seasons. So just hang in there, guys. Um, you know, support this team. Please pack Davis Wade. It's been real sad to look at the stadium uh, over the last couple of weeks and, and how it's just completely gone down. I've been to every home game and to watch the stadium continue to empty out. And, and it was so great to see that the fans came back to support um, against Kentucky. Please, guys, uh, the LSU game, I don't care what happens over the next couple of weeks, please pack that stadium. This team feeds off of your energy, off of those cowbells. Um, Please, you know, Pat, that's my biggest plea and my biggest thing that if you take anything from this podcast going forward, please pack the stadium, guys, uh, and let's continue to support this team. And let's don't be fair weather fans because this is not a fair weather team. This team has continued to grind it out for us every single year, continue to give us joy in the moments what we need it most. Give this team all the support that they need. They love the heck out of us. They go and play every Saturday for us. At home. That's why they love to play at home. It's not for any other reason. They don't get any more credit for playing at home or for on the road. They play at home because they love the heck out of those cowbells and these fans. We are a family. We are not a fan base. Uh, So support this team to the greatest ability that you can. Uh, And let's try to keep the negativity out of this team. We are not the school up north. We are not. They're fair weather. They post crap about their quarterback. They talk crap about their team and their coach. But come on, guys. We're better than that. Let's all rally. Let's all do this for Mississippi State. Let's have a great season, continue to have a great season, and a great future. And let's keep doing what we're doing. Hail State.